0: The Florida Panthers dropped the third game of this three-game road trip to start the season going 2-1 and 0 on the trip. But we have a lot more questions to ask about the roster at this point in time after dropping the third game 5 to 3 against the Boston Bruins. We're going to discuss that next here on the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome to this Tuesday, October 18th edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. I'm Armando Velez, and you can follow me on Twitter at MonoMan12. Follow the show account on Twitter at LO underscore Panthers. Don't forget to also subscribe to Locked On Fantasy Hockey with Flip Livingstone and Steel Ronin and Locked On NHL. We'll be covering all the regular season activities around the National Hockey League. So, Cats fans, Monday night sucked. It really did. And just to think that the Panthers started off the, the season 2-0-0. We, we recapped Thursday's game against the New York Islanders with Nick Fairbanks. Didn't really get a chance to talk about Saturday's win against Buffalo Sabres. And off to a great start, the Panthers get two power play goals in that one. The Panthers are retrieving pucks around the net. And, but with this one, it was just really disaster from the start for the Panthers where the, the thing is when the Panthers hit the ice in morning skate, I mean, I'm not in Boston right now, but there wasn't even really anything reported on lines or who was missing from morning skate. And then when the Panthers hit warmups, Brandon Montour's missing from warmups for the Panthers. And that's just a big shakeup all around. I mean, sure, a lot of the Panthers players are used to playing 70, an odd number, but of course, seven's a lot different than five. You're going to log more minutes. You're going to have a different D partner, probably some double shifting in between. So, credit to the Panthers for in that situation that they didn't get a too many men on the ice call because there could have been a situation to where they could have been a miscommunication with, oh, am I supposed to play with this guy on this shift? Or am I supposed to play him on the next shift and then I double shift? So credit to the Panthers that that didn't happen in the game. But the worst part of it is not only did they dress 19 skaters, but Aaron Eckblad goes down in the middle of the second period. And what he gave up a turnover in the pan, in the offensive zone, Jake DeBrust takes it all the way and then gets it to Patrice Bergeron. At that time was a 2-1 game for the Bruins and again, disaster from the start. Jake DeBrusque, by the way, on, on Monday was his birthday. So, uh, 20, 26th birthday for him. And he gets three points for the Boston Bruins scores 21 seconds into the game. Gus Forsling with a bad turnover and then Jake Debrusk takes it all the way. And to think that Jake Debrusk for the Boston Bruins, he, he was trying to get out of Boston after the relationship kind of fell off with Bruce Cassidy. And then they, they give him an extension. Jim Montgomery comes in, kind of a second chance for Jim Montgomery after his tenure in Dallas didn't go so well. And a great night for Jake DeBrusque, a great, a great night for David Pasternak. He's up for a contract next year. He's going to earn every single dollar of that contract that he's going to get. And to think that on the other side for the Bruins, there's no Charlie McAvoy, no Brad Marchand no Brandon Carlo as well. And the, the and and the and the Panthers going not take advantage. And this is why when we had our betting show with uh Jack Bond of Paramount Sports to stay away from that over under for the Boston Bruins. So Boston not a team that's going to go away. And there were there were chances though for the Panthers uh in this one. It and just the, for the, for the Panthers, the, 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 thing is, it's just really every single game, really throughout the first three games, there has been at least one goal that Mark Stahl has been responsible for. I mean, the first goal on Saturday against Buffalo, you see a, he just falls and then, and then Alex Tuck scores for the first goal of the game for uh, Buffalo, and and then just for this one, this one, the the goal that was to give the Boston Bruins a, the three one lead at the time, just gets by Mark Stahl, and then Sergei Bobrovsky go was a little too low, and then Pasternak goes goes high. Excuse me, he goes five hole excuse me, on, on Bobrovsky, if I remember correctly. But still, the just the Panthers, the all the questions about their blue line and about the rushes that that this team could give up, leaving their goalies out to dry, they've all been valid throughout this offseason. And Mark Stahl, the age has kind of shown for him and just getting constantly getting beat. And plus minus for him, not the end all be all, but says minus two on the on the on the season for him. But you, you just look at the eye test for Mark Stahl, and even that. If if you look at we talked about um on, on Thursday night slash Friday's episode for, locked on Panthers how that goodest penalty was caused by a a stall turnover and, really that stall. Play uh, from Prosternak, Stahl had a great board battle that caused Anton Lindell to have his own rush going the other way, starting in, in the neutral zone for, for the Panthers, too. So call Mark Stahl's name, really, until that point in time. Panthers. And but the Panthers, regardless of all of that, being down 4 1 at most, they, they kept fighting. They Colin White had many great opportunities around the net, on the doorstep, on a turnover created by Anton Lindell. Sam Reinhardt, as the Boston Bruins were trying to exit the zone, uh, it's checked out of a Boston player stick, I forget who it was, and then Reinhardt is all by himself on Linus Allmark, too. Sam Bennett had a... On the PK, there was a time where Sergei Bobrovsky was like flat on on his stomach, and then on the PK, Sam Bennett gets the puck out out of the zone to clear the puck. So there's a few good individual performances here, but just the pan just with the Panthers being shorthanded, it, it was just too much to overcome for for the for the Panthers. And even even very early in the game, they had a five on three uh, for for a little bit, and. Pasternak, the, the, Pasternak had a great breakup on a two-on-one that Sam Bennett and Rudolph Balsers had early, early in the first period. But I did think that penalty, the tripping call on Akbad was a little bit of a soft one. But still, uh, when when a when you're only playing five defensemen and one of your defensemen goes to the penalty box, that's it's kind of hard for 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 the for the Panthers. Ekblad gets hurt, and then uh, in the, in the third period, Forsling goes to the, Forsling goes to the box for his interference call, and then it's like, okay, three defensemen to play. Are, are you going to play stall and Gudis the whole time on the PK? Didn't see Josh Mahura really on that on that last PK for for the Panthers. It, I, at least I don't remember seeing Josh Mahura out there on that last one. And even prior to the injury, Ekblad getting a little slow to get back after turning it over. DeBras gets it to Bergeron, and just really a really a tough night overall for, for the Panthers. It was always going to be a very hard one to overcome, and Seger Bobrovsky, not all the goals were his fault, but that fourth one uh, by Trent Frederick, just a little late hug in the post, and it was just, it was always going to be tough for the Panthers, but Colin White, second straight game with a goal as the the Panthers, you you think about, you think about never giving up and pull when, when the Panthers were on the power play with about five minutes to go, getting the extra skater on for the six on four didn't, even though they didn't get the goal on the six on four, they, they got it on six on five, Colin White's right in front of the net. He, the, the goal that he had against Buffalo right in front of the slot. And that, that's a, that's a positive for the Panthers, but just a very tough night due to injuries with the cap a and a, a depleted Boston team versus a depleted Florida team the depleted Boston team they have all the confidence in the world that when Martian McAvoy Carlo and Muzzick, Muzzick uh come back for the Bruins so there there's a lot of the if you're a Boston Bruins fan right now, there is, lo- many reasons to be optimistic after after a game like this. And if you're if you're a Panthers fan, this loss for the for the Panthers, it's a uh, it's it's going to be a it's a tough one tonight. But as long as the news for Aaron Ekblad is positive, then then it's it's not as it might not be as bad as it looked, but 20 rosters player 20 rostered players for this team, it's a little bit of a, a tough pill for this uh team uh to to uh to swallow right now and the other one that was missing i was blanking on the on the name it was matt grizzlick that was uh missing for the for the Boston Bruins tonight that was the other player that was missing for, for them so just a tough night but we still don't have any news on Deere on Neckblad uh, injury. We do have a little bit of news on Brandon Montour. And we're going to discuss that next on this edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. But first, we're going to tell you all about Bilt Bar. If you haven't tried Bilt Bar Puffs yet, you are depriving yourself of one of life's greatest joys. And guess what? There's a new flavor. Ready? Delicious, indulgent cookie dough covered in chocolate. That's right. Built has done it again. Let me introduce you to your new favorite, Cookie Dough Chunk Puffs have a light and chewy texture, real cookie dough chunks, and of course, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. All the joys of eating cookie dough without the, the hassle of making it. Plus, it's healthy for you. Cookie dough chunk puffs are only 160 calories and they have a whopping 15 grams of protein in them. Run to Built.com and sang a Box for you and the family. It'll be the perfect treat. Or you can find a really good hiding place and just pour them for yourself. Go to Built.com use promo code Lockdown 15 to get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKEDON15 for 15% off at Bill.com. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. Now make your second listen of the day. Locked On Game-to-Game NHL. Every moment, every top performance, every result. Locked On Game-to-Game covers every game across the NHL with local analysis that only Locked On can deliver follow game to game on locked on NHL available on the Odyssey app YouTube and wherever you get podcasts so despite the loss and everything we didn't even get to mention that Matthew Kachuk consistently generating offense and consistently having activity every single mostly every single time the whistle blows and that double minor that was given to Kachuk after that knee on knee on Rodolph Balsers is just freaking ridiculous and don't know i don't know how the florida panthers went on the power play when matthew kachuk was just trying to stand up for his teammate in Rodolph balsers and let's not forget the we're used to great passes as well for goals but let's talk about that pass to sam bennett as he's cutting back door and, and gets it at the time to tie the game. But Panthers never led in this one. And it was just a matter of chasing the game the whole the whole night. And 20 roster players with, with plus an injury will will do that. And despite all that the Panthers came back. Gus Forrestling got a goal from the blue line as well to cut it to four two at the time with a lot of traffic, puck retrieval for the panthers uh, a board battle that was won by colin white i believe so colin white has been a really good acquisition for the panthers i'm very impressed by what i've seen out of colin white through three games uh but just just like when when, when there's an injury especially for your quarterback of the power play the defense gets shaken up. The power play gets shaken up. Paul Maurice went with five fours at one point during this game towards the tail end. And it just creates so many different, you have to communicate a little differently when you do have one less guy, especially if there's an odd number on the D pairs. And that just makes it just a really difficult night for overall for the team. But Paul Maurice did speak after the game about their the statuses of Brandon Montour and Aaron Eckblad and said that doesn't believe anything will be long-term with Montour. So hopefully we'll be able to see the, quarter, uh, the quarterback of the power play back in the lineup, hopefully on Wednesday, which is will be the Panthers home opener on TNT. No confirmation on who's going to be doing play-by-play and color commentary on that game just yet. I'm going to assume it's Kenny Albert and Eddie, Eddie Olacek going to assume it's those two but Aaron Eckblad though there's no practice for the Panthers on Tuesday uh they'll be flying a red eye flight back to South Florida and taking a day off so anything about the media being near the Panthers will happen when Wednesday so we'll know we'll know all the answers by Wednesday and you see the replay when Aaron Eckblad Turn the puck over to Jake DeBrusque. You see Aaron only using one leg to try to skate off the ice, and the other leg is just a little, little stiff. So don't want to speculate on any injuries, neither. We, I just hope that for him, especially the last two seasons where mid, mid March Eckblad goes down and it really kind of put a it, it takes the breath out of the fan base uh and and the team for when Aaron Eckblad goes down. That's your number one defenseman, of course, number one overall pick. A guy who's been here for a long time, but but the truth is the last few seasons he's struggled with injuries and you hate to see it for a guy. Especially a guy this important to your team. And right now the Panthers, we're holding our breaths right now. But we don't have an official update for Aaron Ackblad and his status on, on what's going to happen from here on out. But we have to. We have to discuss some scenarios. We This cannot be avoided. Because 20 players on a roster is not sustainable. And I get it. You're up against the cap. $10 million goalie. Patrick Hornquist is making around 5.3. And less than a million in cap space, which you can't even bring someone up right now at this moment in time. So the Panthers have some options to explore. They have to. You can't dress 19 guys on Wednesday and then again on Friday against the Tampa Bay Lightning. It's going to be... it's. Th- but at the same time, we knew that these were going to be the struggles of the buyout, the majority of Keith Yandel's buyout this year. We knew. And what were we saying during the offseason? Hmm. Let's let's go back. What were well, a lot of Panther fans saying? That the Panthers should try to find a way to trade Patrick Hornquist. And it's not anything against the guy. It's just the cap hit is a little large. And there's a also a portion of the fan base that has said, trade Sergei Bobrovsky. But I got to be realistic here. Sergey Bobrovsky's no movement clause doesn't become a modified no trade clause until July 1, 2024. So trading Bobrovsky, not an option. It's not an option right now. So who? And the answer is someone that we've spoken about all summer. Patrick Kornquist. And the fact that only 20 players and one injury happens, there has to be a solution to the Panthers being able to fit more than 20 on their roster, because this is not going to, this is going to smell trouble all year for this team. And, and the, and the worst part is, I'm discussing this with the Panthers being 2-1 and 0. Great start to the season, regardless. But I'm trying to, like, look a little further ahead for this team, despite being 2-1 and 0. Pass past this game. Listen, this game is in the rearview mirror now. I am I pretty much got over it, like, pri- as soon as the empty goal hit. Like, I... I thought there was a chance for a comeback. Don't get me wrong. But what's that empty net hit? I'm like, okay, on to Philly. But at the same time, there's questions about the 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 roster. Just not even the talent on the roster, but the bodies and putting a certain amount of bodies together. Because it's not if injuries happen. It's when injuries happen. And look what happened. Two, not one, two defensemen go down. How do you create the room? Well, I don't wish L- I don't wish LTIR for L- Aaron Ekblad because I want to see him play. I want I want the Panthers to be a fully healthy squad. So what's another scenario if the Panthers don't put Ekblad on LTIR? <laughs> You might have to consider putting Patrick Hornquist on waivers. You might have to. That's enough space to bring someone, three people up from Charlotte. A forward. And one or two defensemen. Car- like the, the three names I could think of on the top of my head are Heponiemi, Lucas Carlson. Are, are are just a few. Maybe a Grigory Denisenko. Maybe a John Ludwig can make his NHL debut. Maybe. But 20 players on a roster, ladies and gentlemen, that is asking for trouble. And this was always going to be tough. I mean, the Panthers couldn't even have the space to bring in Eric Stahl after his PTO. And it's only going to get harder when Anthony Duclair comes back. Another player I would also consider bringing back, Matt Kirstead. If he's healed from his injury, of course, which he's on season opening IR. A lot of questions for this team right now as far as they could win on Wednesday with 19 players they could win on Friday with 19 players but this won't be something that the Panthers can consistently do over and over again throughout the season because you're only going to smell more trouble and the contract of Hornquist is only going to create more problems in the long run of this season, more than it is going to be a solution as great as Hornquist is as a leader on the team. He was, he was on power play one today for the Panthers uh, being shifted up with Aaron Ekblad running the point. And that's another example of when you don't have the quarterback on the power play, what happens next? Who's going to run the point? Who's going to take shots from the left circle now with Aaron Ekblad shifting up. That's, it's valid. It's a valid thing to ask, though. And there's a lot of shakeups so early for this team. And again, they're two one and zero, and and there's these questions. Just a not so good night injury wise, but keeping it close though. It's a no-quit approach from Paul Maurice, and that's why I, I'm in favor of him being the coach. You could even listen to the episode where the day prior to him being hired that I was a proponent of Paul Maurice being the coach for the Panthers. And even with five minutes left and saying, nope, they're not going to go down without a fight, that's encouraging. That is encouraging. But there's only so much that you can do with 20 players. That's really that's really what it comes down to. <sighs> okay. That's out of the way. <laughs> we, we got, we got all that out uh, as far as discussing the game, the injuries, but in segment number three, we are going to go around the NHL and, ac- and across the Atlantic division around about around scores. We're going to discuss that next here on the lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. Third and final segment here on this, tuesday october 18th edition of the locked on florida panthers podcast where the florida panthers fall to the boston bruins by final score of five to three and just quickly looking at the time on ice for the panthers as far as defensemen especially um just quickly um and aaron Ackblad, even when he went down with his injury 15 minutes of ice time prior to that so they were all already gonna log a lot of minutes. The de- the defenseman Mark Stahl finishes with 21 minutes uh, of time on ice. Mahura with 19 minutes and 37 seconds. Gus forzing with 28 minutes of time on ice, and Radko Gudas with 21 minutes. So once again, just something that you're gonna these these defensemen are gonna be tired out if if Aaron Ekblad is out for an extended period of time. So. It's encouraging still, once again, that Brandon Montour doesn't seem, at least according to Paul Maurice, that it's not going to be something that the Panthers, he won't be out for an extended period of time. But let's go around the league. Uh, And nobody's having a worse night, though, than than the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, We didn't get to really discuss this yet, but Matt Murray is hurt again. Uh, got hurt in morning skate, left the ice, and uh, now it's the Ilya Samsonov for the Leafs and Eric Schalgren. And Eric Schalgren on 19 shots, uh, they lose to the Coyotes by a final score of 4-2. to two. Jeff Petrie in his return to Montreal actually gets booed uh, at Bell Center in, in Montreal. And Kirby Doc, who's getting a second chance in the NHL, gets uh gets a power play goal to win it for the montreal canadians over the pittsburgh penguins washington capitals Al- alex ovechkin one step closer to history uh gets a goal tonight and the washington capitals defeat the vancouver canucks by a score of six to four the la kings uh go into detroit and defeat the detroit red wings by a final score of 5 to 4. And their game prior to that on Saturday, Kevin Fiala made his return to Minnesota and he got 3 points in his return in a wild game in Minnesota. Uh Avalanche defeat the Minnesota Wild by a final score of 6 to 3. So the Colorado Avalanche are having continuing their uh dominance as as they did last season. Uh Stars defeat the Jets by a final score of 4 to 1 and the Rangers defeat the Anaheim Ducks by a final score of six to four. The Rangers are showing that last year was no fluke. Uh, they're showing that real quick. And uh, Anaheim, uh, Frank Vetrano gets on the board again for the Anaheim Ducks. He scored on their opening night too. So, and looks like that Capo Caco and Alexi Lafreniere, looks like that the step that they took in the conference final, it looks like it's going to be another step that, they, uh, that they're going to take uh, this year for the Rangers and really the development of two, two top two picks is going to be really crucial for this team. If they want really any success right now, games in progress as, as this is recording Uh, the Carolina hurricanes are up on the Seattle Kraken by, by a score of one and nothing in the middle of the second period, Seth Jarvis has scored for the Canes, So another uh, Eastern conference favorite up, up ahead in, in their game. So, where does the Atlantic stand now for, for the Panthers right now, uh, third in the, in the division behind Detroit and Boston. But of course these numbers, numbers are skewed at the beginning of the season, say percentage is skewed goals against average is skewed. I mean, Mark Andre flurry, his, uh, goals against average are really damn skewed. It's like over eight, uh, goals against average uh, right now for flurry. That'll, that'll go down, uh, Eventually, at least, hopefully. But the Minnesota Wild are in deep trouble right now uh, to start the season. And they traded Cam Talbot to the Ottawa Senators, who Cam Talbot's now hurt, uh, missing five to seven weeks. So not a good situation in uh, Minnesota right now. But the Panthers, going back to the Panthers, this is a time to regroup. The Philadelphia Flyers, though, they will be They'll be going. They'll be doing two straight home openers on the road. They'll there the, by the time they face the Panthers, it'll be the second end of a back to back for the Flyers. Uh, the second end will always will be in Sunrise on Wednesday, while they play against the Tampa Bay Lightning on Tuesday night. So this is really important. The 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 Flyers off to a great start for the season, despite missing Sean Couturier. Rasmus Ristelainen and actually Owen Tippett's actually hurt too. So we won't be, we likely won't be seeing Owen Tippett in his return to Florida uh, on Wednesday night against the Flyers. And listen, uh, there's an, a sense of urgency type of season for the Philadelphia Flyers. So really important that they get off to a good start right now. They're two 2-0, and uh two wins, uh, one of them, I believe, was against the Devils, and I forget what the other one was against. I think they their second win was against the Canucks, if I'm not mistaken. But time to regroup. You're, if Carter Hart does, in fact, start against the Tampa Bay Lightning on Tuesday, that'll be a nationally televised game. So actually, all of us will be able to watch it, uh, at least in the, the U.S. Uh, if Carter Hart happens to start against the against the Tampa Bay lightning on Tuesday, then chances are we'll see Felix Sandstrom, the flyers, uh third round pick from the 2015 draft. It's only played five games in the NHL. So chances are we could be seeing a backup goaltender on Wednesday night when the Panthers do host the Philadelphia flyers uh, on Wednesday. So it, it's going to be fun. The, the, the Panthers fan base is, I'm sure very fired up after the season that they had last year, Uh, a chance to raise the president's trophy banner on Wednesday night at FLA live arena a first for all of us who have been following this team and really something to reflect on for, for the season. I know it's still very painful about what happened as far as the finished, the finish last season, but really still something to really look back on as far as a, just an overall, just fun season. So looking forward to that. Tomorrow on tomorrow's episode of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, we'll be bringing in Jacob Winans on a for another Winans Wednesday edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. We're going to talk about our concerns, of course, about this team, and also some positives about this team through three games. Because since since Jacob's last appearance on the show, there there, there have been three games, so we'll be bringing him in to for him to give his thoughts on the first three games of the season but in the meantime if you like what you're hearing please subscribe to the podcast to be notified every single time the locked on florida panthers podcast jumps into your podcast and youtube feed make sure to subscribe to locked on nhl will be covering all the regular season activities around the national hockey league thank you for making the locked on florida panthers podcast your first listen of the day and for your second listen of the day, make sure to listen to today's episode of Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Steel Ronan and Flip Livingstone bring you the fantasy edge and keep you ahead of the competition with daily updates of news, analysis, and advice, Monday through Friday. Available on YouTube, Odyssey, or wherever you get podcasts. Sir Mondo Velez, signing off. And you've been listening to the Locked Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We're your team. Every day.